Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle. Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, oh, Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Spender underscore Trevor. And I am joined, as always, with my good buddy, Tyler, a.k.a. T+. You can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. As always, check out our podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Trilogy underscore pod. Today, we have lots of news. News, news, news to recap. Um, A pretty busy March weekend for the Green Bay Packers. Lots of things kind of happening, and... I think mostly for the good. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Before we do, Tyler, how are you doing? Well, now it's my turn to say the as always part is not particularly true (laughs) because I've been MIA, I feel like, since the Packers lost. And I don't want to sound like a poor sport, but I've just been busy. So now it's spring and I'm home a lot more. And obviously, when you have exciting news to go over, I'm going to talk about it. So uh, I am really excited to, to go over all these details with you here today. And don't sell yourself short. You joined me for our podcast on February 22nd. Um, before that, I might say yes. I don't know if you've been here since then. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, it has been a while. Well, I guess it's only been one podcast, but um, it's nice to have you back. And it's good to be back to get to a lot of news. Not The NFL has been kind of ridiculous this, like, it, we haven't even gotten to free agency. The league year hasn't started yet, and it has been just crazy with cuts. There's been, you know, extensions around the league. Christian Kirksey was signed by the Texans, um, because if they are cut, they can be signed before free agency. There's just been a lot, lots, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. Um, First, I want to start with the news that Drew Brees has retired. Um, And I think good for Drew Brees. If you didn't see how he did it um, on Instagram, he posted a video of his four kids um, saying that after 20 years in the league, 15 years with the Saints, Dad is retiring so he can spend more time with us, us, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, But with that, Taysom Hill signed a four-year, $140 million contract. You want to know the last um, contract Aaron Rodgers signed? Four years, $134 million. Now, as full disclosure here, um, 
as I learned moments before this podcast, all four of those years are void years. And I didn't know what void years meant. Like, I just thought, oh, maybe it's like kind of like team options or no, it's literally. So if they're void years, um, they don't have a salary. All it is, is prorating that signing bonus out. So in this case, four years. Um, so I believe if I'm understanding it correctly, Taysom Hill is under contract for 2021. He got the extension for four years starting in 2022, but those are void years. So that's just prorating that money out to save money in 2021. So if I'm understanding it correctly, he's going to be a free agent at the end of next year. Um, and then I think, you know, they'd sign him, but they'd have that extra dead cap if they wanted him back. Not entirely sure how that went, but I just thought when I saw four years, 140, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is so much money. And then I saw the Aaron Rodgers contract and I'm like, oh my God, what are they doing? Um, but it sounds like and looks like that's just to um, lengthen or prorate that bonus out so it saves some money for them in 2021. Um, enough about the Saints. Let's get into the Packers. So we're just going to go right into this. Um, there's going to be stuff that we're going to spend more time on than others. But I believe I have this chronologically of when it happened. Um, the first thing that I saw that broke was Adrian Amos restructured his deal. Um, now, we didn't get the money right away. And actually, we got other news before I even saw the money savings for Adrian Amos. Um, but Amos saves $750,000 on the 2021 cap by restructuring his deal. I imagine, you know, they're changing, you know, whether it's a workout bonus to signing bonus and extending that out to next year or whatever it was. I don't know exactly how they did it or what they did to get that savings, but Adrian Amos um, decreased, made it a little easier for the Packers by decreasing that $750,000. Tyler, what did you think of that restructure? I know it wasn't a, a big-time one or anything like that, um, but what were your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, like you said, it's obviously not a big one, but one they felt like they had to make given how tight the cap is this year because they set it at $182.5 million this year, which I believe is like roughly, what, $10 million? Uh, lower than compared to like a normal year or last year, something like that. So um, for me, I'm just really glad that Amos, even though it's a smaller restructure and smaller cap savings, he's willing to do what's best for the team. I think that's what it shows there. I think people have been talking all day about carrying the G mentality, and that's what all of these players, I think, through their restructured deals that we're going to get to are demonstrating. Like they want to be here and Small savings, but I think that's what I take out of this Amos restructure. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And he has been one of the best safeties in the league, like top five, I would say, but definitely top 10 safety in the league. Um, and anything taken a little bit of a pay cut from that. And I know he's not the most ridiculous contract on this team but that definitely helps um and like you said any little bit helps other news around that time also john lovett was released which saved 120k um and then 
the big news, Preston Smith was restructured. And Packers fans, Packers Twitter, Packers writers, everyone was assuming that he would be one that's cut. You know, it was $8 million in savings. If they post-June 1 to him, it was $12 million in savings. It just felt like a foregone conclusion that he was going to get cut. Now, there was people out there smarter than me that put the caveat of unless they restructure him, which I didn't really think was going to happen until Brian Gutekinds came out, what was that, last week, two weeks ago, where he came out in that press conference and said they expect to have Preston on the team in 2021. So then you're thinking, okay, they're probably going to restructure him somehow. I did not think they would do this insane of a restructure. The Packers saved $7.25 million in 2021 on the cap. Um, so that means his new 2021 money is worth $8.25 million. And if they would have just cut him, they would have had to pay him $8 million on the cap. So that sounds like a great deal. <laughs> you know, that $0.25 million, you throw in the Adrian Amos deal, you're below that $8 million because of that restructure as well. So you feel great about that now. That contract is riddled with um, incentives, so it could be, you know, closer to $12 million depending on what incentives he hits and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he could be getting paid more than that. But the fact that, you know, they bring him back and, and keep him on this team, which he is still a good player. He just wasn't worth $16 million, right, um, to keep on this team. So it, it's a very good thing, in my opinion. I love it. Now, the only thing that this means is they're paying him 8.25 mil this year, again, upwards of 12, depending on the incentives. Um but they also, I believe the dead cap next year is like $7 million. And the cap number, if he's not cut or released, is around $20 million. So I imagine that he will be um, cut at the end of this year because they are not going to be able to restructure that to get that to a tolerable um, kind of cap number. So I imagine he'll be cut at the end of next year, which will involve around 7 million in dead cap. Um, but for 2021, I think it makes a ton of sense to restructure this like they did. Yeah, this is just some crazy magic, I think, that happened here. <laughs> and <laughs> I think unpopularly, when we learned that we hired Joe Barry as a defensive coordinator, I said, I think Preston's here to stay now, given the history between these two. Uh, but I didn't even think about uh, a restructure at that point. I was just too focused on Joe Barry. But we do have to remember, like, Preston Smith can be good. Like, that's the great part about this restructure because his sack incentives could earn him a possible four and a half million. That's where some of that those incentives come in, like you said. So if he reaches six sacks, he gets 500,000, eight sacks, 750K more. 10 sacks, an additional 750. If he reaches 12, it's 1.2 mil, which that's how many sacks he had in 2019. And then if he reaches 14 sacks, it's another one and a half or 1.2 mil. So hopefully this lights a fire under his ass. Like that's really the purpose of it because it seemed like last year he just, he kind of, you know, made his initial push, gave up and then was just out of the play. 
He had some flashes against some of the the smaller teams, but this is going to hopefully challenge him to be the player we know he can be, which Preston Smith's job is to make it tough to want to cut him next year. That's what I want to happen. That's the best case scenario at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you with that. Um, I do think, you know, we just talked about how this was a good thing for the Packers. I do think this is a good thing for Preston Smith too, because you get a deal that if he gets cut and, you know, he goes out and signs a contract, is he going to get $8 million this year? I don't know if he'd get there. Maybe he would, but also there's a possibility he doesn't quite get that money. So now he decreases his cap to help this team and to keep this team good right? That's an important part of this as well. Um, You know, Preston Smith is a good player and just, he did have an off 2020, but as we saw in Milwaukee for the Brewers, the, what should have been two-time MVP sucked in 2020. So, you know, it, it happens. It was a rough year and he didn't have a good one. So now you have an incentive riddled contract where you, now you're, Looking for Preston Smith's sake, you're still getting that eight million, a little over eight million, and now you go out and perform, you get twelve million, and you knowing that likely the Packers aren't gonna be able to keep you next year, they cut you, you're in free agency, you just earned twelve mil, and you just had a great season, and now someone's gonna overpay for you. I don't want to say like Preston's not worth money, but you know, if he goes and has a great season. That's what happens in free agency. The price inflates, and now it's going to be even better situation for him. Um, he gets an extra year with Zedarius, and I, I think that's a good thing for both sides. I, I really think this was a great job. I imagine this was mostly Russ Ball. He's kind of the numbers guy. But between the Adrian Amos and Preston Smith restructure, I thought that was great stuff from both Russ Ball and Brian Gutekunst. Moving forward, another restructure that we saw is Billy Turner. Um, now, I haven't seen any official numbers on this cap savings yet. Um, Ken Ingles on Twitter did say it could be up to $1.725 million. So that doesn't mean that will be the, the final cap savings in 2021 for the Billy Turner restructure. But that's what it could be up to. Again, another guy that, especially with what's going on with the offensive line, another guy you really need and a guy that's willing to take less. And I think that's huge. That says a lot about the players on these team, on this team. And I also think it says a lot about what these players think of this football team and where they think they can go in 2021 to take that amount of money. You know, that's close to 10 million just from those three alone that they're saving the Packers. So just awesome to see that and awesome to see good players stay on this team. Most certainly. I mean, that's, that's what we want, especially with Aaron Rodgers still under contract or you want to keep these good players. Maybe you said it may, and I don't know what, because Billy Turner was kind of on like the, the chopping block entering this off season. What would we have saved if we just would have straight outright cut Billy Turner? Do you remember? Um, 
I do not remember off the top of my head. I will look at that information in the meantime. But definitely when we signed him, it was and it, and this is kind this is true for the Preston deal, Zadarius deal, I think to a lesser extent, um, the Adrian Amos deal, all of this happened that same free agency period, right? Um, so all of these guys are were on the same free agency period, including Billy Turner, and it seemed like most of them were they were two year deals, and then we'll see if we kind of keep out. So the potential out for Billy Turner was so he would have been two years, sixteen point eight million. Um, that would have been the contract, and then that the outs would have been eight point five million. So it'd have been about eight million in cap savings. So it's still pretty expensive to keep him on the roster. Um, but like I said, with the look of this offensive line, it feels like you need him. It, it feels like you need him on this roster. Whether he's going to play right guard or right tackle, you kind of need him because you don't have a lot of depth right now. You don't know where Elton Jenkins is going to play. Is Elton Jenkins going to play right tackle? Is Elton Jenkins going to be at center? Is Elton Jenkins going to be at left guard? Where is he going to be? That kind of helps us decide where Billy Turner is going to be. And I, I just feel like he was needed and any money they could save for him was a very, very big time thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that means in dead cap. Um, so originally, like I said, this year it would have been 8.575 for dead cap. Next year it's 4.287. So I imagine that 4.2 is going to go up just because they're pushing money out to lessen his cap hit for this year. So that'll be interesting to watch, um, you know, what that means for Billy Turner moving forward. But again, in 2021, all of these are very solid moves for the Packers and the right ones, um, I think. Do you have anything else on restructured deals, Tyler, before we get to something that isn't, is not restructured deal? <laughs> um, no, I guess just the final points on Billy Turner. Obviously, like you said, it's crucial to keep him because we had to cut Ricky Wagner earlier this offseason. There was talks of him like potentially retiring. So you essentially have to keep Billy Turner at that point. But I think like I kind of asked you that question, like because entering the offseason, I think the Packers from a, a cap standpoint would have rather have cut Billy Turner and kept Ricky Wagner. <laughs> But the, the exact opposite has happened now. But, yeah, we're going to need Turner. I'm glad he's staying. So let's talk about someone else who's staying because I know this is going to be really fun to talk about. Yeah, and based on Packers' Twitter in the last couple hours, it's very, like, some people are thrilled and some people are, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but I want to get your reaction. So, if you don't know and you're living under a rock, get out from underneath that rock and start paying attention because the Packers signed Aaron Jones to an extension, four years, $48 million, and if I'm not mistaken, 13 of that is in a signing bonus. And I, I don't know. We don't know the exact uh, numbers right now on Aaron Jones. Um, in terms of what his cap hit in 2021 is going to be. But just like overall thoughts, Tyler, before we get it, dig into anything else, what, how, how are you feeling? What does this mean? Like, are you happy? Are you pissed? 
where are you? <laughs> well, like all season long, I kept changing my mind. Pay the running <laughs> Me back. Too. Don't Me pay too. the running back. <laughs> and then he got hurt in the NFC championship game. And then I was kind of pissed. I'm like, oh, that's how his career as a Packer is going to end. Like, oh, that's just stupid. And then I'm like, man, if Aaron Jones would have been in, we would have won because our, our offense just, they just needed him out there. It felt like, cause he has the ability to make additional plays, make more explosive plays than our other running backs like Jamal and AJ Dillon, who are very fine running backs, but Aaron Jones is just on a different level. So I knew as we were getting closer to this free agency date, you know, obviously we start up here on Wednesday. I was, I still didn't know how I felt. I was like, I, it felt impossible. I think that we were going to be able to keep him given all our financial struggles. So my first reaction was I was completely utterly shocked. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to be pissed off about it because I was up in the air on whether or not to pay him or not to pay him, but he's here now. So I'm going to be happy. He's going to help this offense stay intact. And I love our offense. I'm really looking forward to watching him play again. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's incredible. And I, I am, and I've said this many times because we've, we had this discussion Back in like August, you know, clearly we weren't excited enough about the 2020 season because we were talking about free agents <laughs> after <laughs> the 2020 season. Um, but, you know, all podcasts were doing it, you know, talking about what what is the contract situation going to be for these guys? Are we going to sign Corey Lindsley, Kevin King, Aaron Jones? You know, who's who is going to be back? And if I'll be I'll be honest. I thought Aaron Jones was low on that list because I am not a fan of paying running backs. Now my counter to this, because I do like this move. My counter to this is Aaron Jones. Isn't just a running back. Aaron Jones is a offensive weapon. And if you think of it from that lens, you feel much better about this deal. I promise you. Because it is a lot better deal when you think of it. If you think of it just as a running back, yeah, you're going to be frustrated, especially considering A.J. Dillon was drafted in the second round last year. But think of him as the weapon that he is. Because no one scoffed at Christian McCaffrey getting the money he got or Alvin Kamara getting the money he got. I don't think um, Aaron Jones is to the level of Christian McCaffrey, but... To my eyes, to my biased-ass eyes, he's better than Alvin Kamara. So it does not bother me that they spent $12 million on an Alvin Kamara-type player because he is that good. He is a weapon. And a lot of the negative Nancys out there are saying, why spend money on – or why spend the draft capital on A.J. Dillon in the second round last year if you were just going to re-sign Aaron Jones. First off, they had no idea that they were going to be able to get Aaron Jones. Second, uh, I, a lot of this I saw too was from like national draft guys, which are just frustrated because they don't see the value of a second round running back, especially if you're going to pay a guy the money they just paid Aaron Jones. So AJ Dillon's now a second running back on the roster. Um, and I get that, but this two headed monster, and I think this is going to be equally good for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon 
because this is going to be a lot of fun. Matt LaFleur now has his number one and number two running backs. And, you know, maybe they can't go out and get a slot receiver. But now you have A.J. Dillon out running the ball in, in the backfield. You have Aaron Jones out wide a little bit more often to give you some mismatch problems that way. I just, this offense is going to be fun to watch. What do you think it's going to change a lot from what we saw this year? You know, likely not being able to bring back Jamal Williams. Do you think this backfield's going to look and feel a lot different with it just being Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon? Uh, that's a tough question because I don't think we fully got to see what A.J. Dillon can do. Like, True. we assume he has good hands, but, like, can he develop into a pass-catching threat? We don't know. We know he can be a downhill thumper, which is kind of the same style as Jamal Williams. So from that standpoint, I think it's the same. But I think the pairing of Jones and Dillon is higher than Jones and Jamal Williams was. So... I like it. I mean, and we're now securing Aaron Jones throughout his prime years. He's 26 years old as he's signing this. So he'll be what, 30, 31 if he stays a Packer throughout the duration of this contract. And really this sets the Packers up really well because Matt LaFleur and these style type offenses predicate on having a good running back. So think post Rogers, this is going to help Jordan Love out too. We're going to have Aaron Jones in his prime running the ball, taking stress off Jordan Love when that time comes. So probably not anytime soon. I don't want to drag him into this, but I really like the signing now and for in the future. And it's not just Aaron Jones. It's A.J. Dillon. Because I do think this is a um, – you, you have both of them, obviously, but this is important that you have both of them. Because now – and fans are going to get frustrated by this – so I'm just saying this right now. Aaron Jones is continually going to get drives where he's not out there for two, three drives. They're continual, especially early in the season. He's not going to be out there as much as you want your $12 million a year running back to be out there. But that's just what's going to happen because they spent second round draft capital and $12 million a year on average on their backfield and both of those guys are going to get out there both of those guys are going to get meaningful lots of snaps and part of that is to keep them both fresh because you have a fresh Aaron Jones and a fresh like AJ Dillon that actually has a role in this offense and not just because Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones are out like could you imagine AJ Dillon coming in and having the type of game he did against the Titans against the Buccaneers. And now that frees up Aaron Jones because, you know, you have a few two back sets and, and that frees up Aaron Jones to get free in the slot or in the flat or in the slot. You know, it's just, I'm excited because these two are going to work off each other so well. It is a lot of capital invested in the running back position. That part of it scares me, but Matt LaFleur, is so good. This offense is very, very good. As you were talking about with Aaron Jones, they are amazing. <laughs> so I, I, I love it. I, I'm excited to see what happens. And I, the main thing that I want to see happen is Aaron Jones stay healthy. 
that that is the big thing and that's why we're going to see a lot of splitting the carries i imagine it'll be damn near 50 50 through the regular season between aaron jones and aj Dillon because they need both of these guys fresh yeah certainly and you know they're going to replace jamal williams with somebody now so it'll be interesting to see i'm assuming we're probably going to go through the draft to do that but That'll be the next big hype is everyone will be talk, be super excited about a, a third string running back because it'll just add to the depth of this team. Do you think this upcoming season we will see a game where both Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Devonta Adams all each have over 100 yards, whether it be receiving or rushing? Um, total scrimmage yards? like. Yep. Like, it doesn't have to be Aaron Jones gets 100 yards rushing. It could just be from scrimmage. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll happen. I think A.J. Dillon's will mostly be from the ground. I do think he has the capability to be a check down back. He doesn't have the capability to be the type of player that Aaron Jones is in the passing game. But I do think he has some potential to be um, – uh, a check down type of back, maybe a, uh, a screen type of back, but nothing more than that. Um, but yes, I, I do think that's not out of the realm of possibility because Devonte can go for a hundred any day and Aaron Jones can go for a hundred any day. And based on what we saw when AJ Dillon had an actual role, he can go for a hundred probably any day of the week as well. So, yeah, I, I do think that could be something that could happen, and that will be a great game to watch. I can't wait for that. Um, I want to talk about one more thing, Tyler, before we wrap up. Uh, with the Aaron Jones deal, uh, Tom Silverstein reported, I'm going to read his tweet directly. Um, In order to get running back Aaron Jones deal done, the Packers – will have to complete an extension with outside linebacker Zadarius Smith that will greatly lower his salary cap number. He's talking for 2021. Um, expect that to be completed in the next day or so. I was, I told Tyler, you know, he asked what time I wanted to record tonight and I wanted to push off the Packers to see if we could get a Zadarius deal in. But of course, we're going to hang this up we, I'm going to get this edited and posted, and I guarantee that's when the deal will be done. Um, but that's exciting. Like um, Perry Goldstein on Twitter said, the Packers have locked up Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, and now reportedly Zadarius Smith coming very soon. All players at the top of their respective positions, and a Devontae Adams deal is coming around the corner. And you have Aaron Rodgers and you have Jair Alexander, whose extension is coming very soon. Like that is running back, quarterback, wide receiver, uh, defensive line, edge rusher, cornerback. You have six positions and you have a top, I'll just say three at each one of those positions. That is absolutely insane. Um, And it's not all about what, they're spending in free agency because that right there, what I just said is absolutely ridiculous. It is crazy. I was thinking that as you were reading off her tweet there, I was like, and we got Adams and Alexander. So you read my mind there. (laughs) I think it'll be interesting to see what the Zadarius 
restructure or extension it'll be an extension right not a restructure is that correct um they might word it as a restructure but it'll likely have to be an extension um i don't know sometimes they say restructure and they add two years so it's actually an extension but yes i would assume i would assume they're going to add two years to the deal so they have 2021 2022 under contract for zadarius right now so i imagine that gets them through 2023 2024 so two additional years to what they already have now and zadarius tweeted on march 10th i want to be a packer for life with two exclamation points so clearly he's telling us it's going to happen <laughs> it is it is i'm i think it'll be an extension too like you said it's not going to be a restructure with sack incentives like Preston's because I know a lot of people were frustrated with both Smith brothers last year, but Zadarius was a lot better than Preston's. So you will not see drastic measures. I don't think with Zadarius, whenever that gets wrapped up here, probably 10 minutes from now as once we get done. So, yep. Yep. No, it's 10 minutes after I post it uh, Yeah. because then I'm going to be like, I already edited it. I already, scheduled it to be posted early on Monday morning and I, I just won't want to deal with it. Um, if it does happen before I finish editing, we'll definitely come back and redo this part of the podcast at least. <laughs> um, that's going to be it for us this week. Lots of news, which makes my job a lot easier. I don't have to think about what we're going to talk about. We just talk about what happens and it was a crazy weekend for the Packers. They still... I think with the Billy Turner restructure, they were actually under the cap until the Aaron Jones extension came out. So they're still going to have to get under the cap. Part of that is going to be Zadarius Smith's deal. Um, I imagine guys like Devontae Adams, that could decrease that. You know, cutting a guy like Dean Lowry, which can save money there. Um, There's talks of potentially restructuring the deal of Aaron Rodgers to push out some of his bonus. That also creates a little bit of fiasco with pushing out bonus for more dead cap potentially in the future. Um, But there are still deals to be made with um, the guys that they have on their roster to get under the cap, but they are over the cap. And I looked it up before we started recording 3 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday the 17th is when the Packers need to be under the cap officially. So still some time to work through some of that stuff. But like like I said, and like Tom Silverstein reported, I imagine in the next couple of days we'll see that that restructure for Zedarius or that extension rather for Zedarius. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But until next time, go Pack Go. Go buy a Jones jersey. <laughs> <laughs>